Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp. This is podcast number 18. I want to talk to you today about places in the Bible, especially places in the New Testament today, the place that most people who go to Israel love more than any other is the Sea of Galilee. Now, Jerusalem, there's no city like it on earth. It is the city of God. It is the place where God looks to more than any other in the Bible. It's the most mentioned of all, and it is a very sacred place, the most sacred real estate on the planet. But there is something about the Sea of Galilee that captures the heart of those especially who are followers of Jesus. So I want to talk to you about the Sea of Galilee and some of the towns around it in the next few podcasts. The Sea of Galilee, first of all, proper. It is the lowest freshwater lake on the planet. Yes, you heard me right. It's not a sea. It is a lake. It's uh, actually a lake that is not that big by American standards. It's about seven, seven and a half miles wide at its widest point. And it's only about 14 miles long from the place where the Jordan River runs in to the Sea of Galilee at its northernmost point, 12 o'clock high, to its southernmost point where it drains out of the lake, 600 feet below the level of the Mediterranean. It's a freshwater lake. It's fed by primarily the Jordan, but also of other streams because it's part of a great rift valley called the Syrian African Rift. And that rift is a crack in the earth that can be seen from space, and it runs from northern Syria all the way to east central Africa. And as a matter of fact, the Serengeti Plains that you see so much of with the animals and the wildebeest uh, migration, all of that is part of the great Syrian African Rift Valley. And uh, the lowest point on earth is just south of the Sea of Galilee, and that is what is called the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea of the Bible. And so the Sea of Galilee is not called the Sea of Galilee by Israelis or people of that region. That's an English term that came out of the translations, the English translations of the Bible. The Sea of Galilee is 150 feet deep at its greatest depth. And it has um, almost, not quite, but almost 30 species of fish. The most prevalent fish in the Sea of Galilee is today what it was during the days of Jesus, and that is the freshwater sardine. And that is what these fishermen, uh, like Peter and James and John, would uh, fish for are these freshwater sardines. And they would do that with nets along the seashore, and along the northwest quadrant of the lake is where the Jordan River runs in at 12 o'clock high. There was a fishing village called Bethsaida there. And then as you come counterclockwise around the lake, you would come to the next village, which would have been Capernaum, which was the ministry headquarters of Jesus during his Galilean ministry. And then 
some smaller villages, but the next major village is Migdal. Migdal or Migdala is the place where Mary of Migdal or Migdala or Mary Magdalene came from. Now, Migdal was at the junction where the path came from the lower Galilean cities of Nazareth and the cities of the plain of Esdralon or the Jezreel Valley. And the path would lead by the horns of Hittin, the horns of the uh, wheat field, and they would come down through the Valley of the Doves and come out from a canyon right at the ancient village of Migdal. Now, the word Migdal in Hebrew is the word for tower. Now, that's not a tower for war. It's a tower for fishing because, you see, these schools of sardines, uh, you can see them if you're up high, whereas if you're in the boat, you cannot always see those uh, schools. And so sometimes they would build a tower where you could go up higher and still call out to the fishermen. It's very quiet there. And because of the amplification of the face of the lake, you can hear someone either from the lake or on the lake shore for a long way. And so someone would get up in this migdal, in this uh, tower, and they would call out that the fish would be on the other side, or they would be on this side, or they would be in the front or behind, and they would cast their nets then. We have record of that in the scriptures of Jesus doing that very thing, although he wasn't, we have no record he was in the tower. And so this area of Migdal was a very popular place, and as it intersected with the path that came from Nazareth, it would have been very natural for him to have met Mary in one of his journeys through the Gennesaret Valley on his way to Capernaum and to Bethsaida as he made his way to his Galilean headquarters. Now, the town of Migdal was a special place because it had a fish processing plant there that they have now uncovered that dates back to the days of Jesus. They would salt these fish. They would uh, then sell these fish. Uh, There is no doubt in my mind, after much research, that this is what the boy that gave his fish to Jesus was carrying were freshwater sardines. Now, miracle is a miracle no matter what. But these were not uh, tilapia this boy was carrying. These were probably just little salted fish. Out of that, Jesus fed the multitudes. And so they had this processing plant there. But today, in the city of Migdal, there is a town that's there now, very close to what many people remember as the Jesus boat, if they've been over in that area. It's very close to Migdal. That's at Nof Gennesar today. But adjacent to Nof Gennesar is the ancient city of Migdal. Now, Migdal has today in it what archaeologists have uncovered as a synagogue that dates back to the days of Jesus. It is in excellent condition, and it also has the cracks in the floor and the mosaics that are apparent from the earthquakes that are uh, many in that region over the centuries. But when you go into that synagogue today, you know you are walking where Jesus walked because that synagogue was there during the days of Jesus. Now, most of the synagogues that are uncovered, uh, for instance, at Capernaum or at Chorazin that we'll talk about later, uh, those synagogues date back from the third and fourth centuries. They were on the foundation, in the case of Capernaum, 
upon the one that was there during the days of Jesus when he cast out the demons and so forth. Uh, but uh, they date back to two to three to four hundred years after that. But the synagogue at Magdal is a beautiful, pristine synagogue that you can actually see the floor, you can see the foundation, you can see where everything was, and it's worth the trip to Israel just to see the synagogue at Magdal. That is just one of those places where the more you know about, the more you learn about the culture, the customs, the context of the Bible, and anytime we can do that, it's worthwhile. I hope this is helpful as you walk your life and live your life on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.